passing live this life, but son, we don't see shade. She caught my eye, man, make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. What's going on guys? Welcome back to Inside the Dome. Thank you, Dayton, as always, for that amazing intro. I'm Carlin Jacob. I'm joined today with John Dadero. And welcome to this week in the NFL Week 10 edition, John. It's crazy. We're over the halfway point of the season. Um got eight more weeks of football. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Honestly, when you think about it, we're already, already a week ten. That is just that's crazy to think about. It's been a very sure. enjoyable season so far. But this week, on the other hand, was so-and-so, I would say. <laughs> but we'll get through all of that. Uh, yeah, no. Um, there were a lot of shockers this week, in my opinion. I mean, some predictable games, but then some huge upsets. So we're going to go through it. And then, as always, we're going to give our predictions. Uh, this is your reminder that this week there will only be – Excuse me, man. There will only be one other episode dropping this week and possibly another one. We're not sure about that. But tomorrow will be college. So make sure you stay tuned for that for college football. Um, and yeah, then we have the rest of the week off. And then next week's Thanksgiving. So stay tuned for update schedules. Um, and John, I get to see you soon. You'll be coming home. So. Yes, it's like I didn't just see you this past weekend, but I'll get to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're so thrilled, but oh, I think it's I think it's time we get into this. We got all these games to talk about. Probably not going to talk about the Steelers game just because the Steelers was talked on under the lights. So make sure you go tune into under the lights to see John and I's thoughts against the Cheeseheads. But without further ado, let's get things started with the game that was on Thursday: Carolina and Chicago. Man, what a snooze fest! Chicago 13, Carolina, uh, sorry, Chicago 16, Carolina 13. Bryce Young had 185 yard, yards passing. Dante Foreman, 80 yards rushing. DJ Moore, 58 receiving. Do you think if Justin Fields was playing, this game would have been more high scoring? If Justin Fields was playing... For the Bears. It, on, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been a while since we've seen Justin Fields play. And we got to remember, like, when, at the start of the season, Justin Fields was not playing very well. Then he started to improve. I do think, I think the Bears would have done better slightly. I'd say maybe 24 to 13, something like yeah. that. Add an extra touchdown or something like that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But um, there's not a lot to take away from this game. Basically, Chicago gave Carolina the first overall pick. And it's not going to matter because Chicago owns the first overall pick. And there's going to be a lot of talk in the offseason if Carolina is the worst team in the NFL. Because if they are, Chicago gets the pick. And do you move on with Justin Fields? Or do you keep Justin Fields? I think it's going to be a very well topic. I don't even know what to say right now. Like Somebody says, go get Caleb Williams. But also... Stick with Justin Fields, so we'll see. And also, if I was Caleb Williams, I wouldn't want to go to the Bears because the Bears ruined quarterbacks as of recently. So, yeah, Mitch Trubisky, prime example right there. But uh, I don't even want to talk about this game much either because I honestly don't even remember what I was doing 
during this game. I know I was not watching it. I might have seen like the last <laughs> two minutes or something. I can't tell you exactly what you were doing. You were watching Big Brother. I was. I was watching the Big Brother finale. Shout out to Jag for winning Big Brother. Yeah. If that spoiled it for you, it's, it's been, been like a week. week. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, no offense. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the Loki finale, too. I've yet to watch it. I was supposed to watch it last oh. night. Alina got home late, so I couldn't watch it. I'll stay it's quiet. Coming. But uh, I'll just say, because I don't even want to talk much about the game. It was a game that happened, 16-13. Panthers are 1-8. and eight. They have the first overall pick. That is the Bears' first overall pick. And it is a weekly discussion that we have, whether the Bears should use it or not, on Caleb Williams. I think it depends on how Fields plays because we'll talk about the Cardinals in a bit later and they got Kyler Murray playing right now and it's looking like they'll stay with him in my opinion the way he looked that game. So Fields would have to really impress in my opinion but there's also just the whole purpose of getting a rookie contract like a quarterback on a rookie contract and just saving money for like a good three, four years. So... Personally, I'm in the boat of them drafting Caleb Williams with the first overall pick, trading fields, but it will be a weekly discussion. But good one for the Bears. They are three and seven. Carolina, there's nothing good with Carolina right now. They're one and eight, the worst team in the NFL. They don't even have their first overall pick. So it's like, what can they even do? I don't know. They should have cleaned house, gotten some draft picks, but that's me. So here's my thinking, right? If the Bears have the first overall draft pick, honestly, I think you could get Justin Fields on a dirt cheap contract because he hasn't proven himself. And I think he knows he hasn't proven himself. He's going to want paid. But you can get him on a year or you can franchise tag him because his contract expires this year. Am I correct in saying that? Um. So he's a third-year quarterback. I think he can still play another year on his rookie deal. And then there's that fifth year option. That's yeah. Highly so they debated. still have it, and if they believe in Justin Fields, you can. So the Bears could keep the first overall draft pick. You know what I'm thinking, though. I've I've well, talked about this for a while. Where Caleb Williams could personally go. I think he's going to the second worst team in the league, and that's the New England Patriots. <laughs> that like game, <laughs> Sunday morning in Germany, the Colts beat New England ten to six. Gardner Minshew was a leading passer, 194 yards. Rushing leader was Ramaj Stevenson. Just, I, I added like a twang to the end of that. 88 <laughs> yards. And then DeMauro Douglas was the receiving leader. The New England Patriots stink. They are absolutely horrible. And I'm curious if like Bill's kind of like, you know, you know. <laughs> I, I refuse to answer questions, but... <laughs> we're going to throw this season. So we can't tell the media that we're going to throw and we're going to get Caleb Williams. I seriously think this team will draft Caleb Williams. I've talked about it, but I think they're going to have to trade, obviously. They, if they're in the top three picks, and let's say it's Carolina, a.k.a. the Bears, and then I don't know whoever the second worst team would be, and then it's like Chicago, uh, New England, I have a feeling that New England might trade up for the first overall pick and draft Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams would honestly be perfect in New England, especially if you keep Bill Belichick as the uh, head coach, because let's be honest, he's going to stay. He's either going to stay or they're going to ask him to politely step away from the team. 
most likely he's going to stay. He's going to stay. They're going to they have uh what's his name as the OC who was a great Bill O'Brien. No, oh the defensive coordinator, sorry. Uh their defensive coordinator? Yes. Oh man. He's a he's he was part of the Brady era. Oh my. Their you defense. know who, Matt no no not Matt Nagy. It's um Is it Patricia? Yeah, Matt Patricia. I'm pretty sure he's still the defensive coordinator. I didn't know if he was or not. And you know who right could be now. the offensive coordinator? McDaniels. Imagine. Just imagine Caleb Williams going to the Patriots. I think it's a possibility. But this game was absolutely crappy. Zeke did good for me in fantasy, so shout out to Ezekiel Elliott. Thank you. Much appreciated. Um, thanks to John and Dan for helping me with that one. But yeah, I don't know. This game wasn't really good. It was a very, very boring game. Mac Jones didn't look great. The Patriots didn't look great. Neither did the Colts, but I think for the Colts not having the best player on their team, minus Jonathan Taylor, um, for being the best player with Anthony Richardson, it hurts. It hurts a lot. I think if Anthony Richardson played, this would have been a blowout more, like a twenty-eight to six game, not like a fifty to nothing game like we saw with Dallas and the Giants. But yeah, I seriously think Caleb Williams has a really good shot being a New England Patriot next year. John, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'll keep my thoughts brief with the Colts. I predicted the Colts to win this game. I was correct when predicting Same. that. I do. Th- good job. I went. I went. Uh, sorry, before yeah. John to cut you off. I went seven for seven this week. There you go. I went nine for five this week, and the first two games we talked about, I got right. So. Gardner Minshew, I do think, is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. I have Michael Pittman in fantasy football. He had a nice 16 points for me, so I'll take that. But Jonathan Taylor reclaimed the backfield. Zach Moss, for fantasy purposes, we'll mention some fantasy talk throughout the episode too. Zach Moss is not startable anymore. It is now Jonathan Taylor's backfield. So that is something to know. But you don't even have to worry about it this upcoming week because the Colts are on a bye, so... You don't have to worry about any Colts player, even though that is going to kind of hurt my team. But uh, shout-out to Rodney Thomas and Julian Blackman for both getting interceptions in this game as well. But the Patriots. My top, my discussion here will be with the quarterback situation. They will be drafting a quarterback in the draft. It, I think for you and I, it is just obvious. They are drafting a quarterback. Mac Jones has been benched three times now this season. And this was probably the worst time he was benched because the other times it was like blowouts. So you're thinking, okay, we just got to get him out. But they benched him before their potential game-winning drive. That says volumes right there. The fact that they would pull him right before a two-minute drill in the fourth, I just think speaks so much volume right there. And Bailey Zappi is not much better too. So I feel like they are going to start Mac Jones still. Unless they are truly done with him, which honestly wouldn't be surprising. But his interception was absolutely terrible. I mean, they were driving down the field. They're like 10 yards away from the end zone, and he just throws a lazy interception. I mean, Mac Jones is not the franchise quarterback for the Patriots. It takes year, It takes three years to evaluate a quarterback, and Mac Jones is in his third year. So I think they know enough with Mac Jones now that he is not their guy. They will be drafting a quarterback. And what Carlin said, they could get Caleb Williams. If they continue to suck, they could easily get Caleb Williams or trade up for him, potentially, if they're in the second or third spot. Made a joke with Jordan that uh, 
they're gonna pick Bo Nix with their pick. I will laugh so much if that happens. If we were talking, we were talking about the Drake May thing, where Drake May could be a New England Patriot. Was that a joke that or Drake May is more legitimate? I think Drake Bo Nix was the joke one. If like they had a high position, Drake May though, yeah. honestly, Drake May is more likely, I would say, because he's the number two quarterback in the draft. And it's, right now, the Patriots will probably be picking at number two or three or something like that because the Bears, well, the Cardinals, I don't think, will draft a quarterback. The Bears might. The Panthers can't. So the Patriots are probably the second team in line to draft a quarterback. So I do think they have a high chance of getting Drake May, in my opinion. And hopefully for the Patriots, it works out. All right, we will see. I don't want to dilly-dally on these two next games uh, just because we kind of mentioned them in under lights. But let's quickly brief over this. Houston and Cincinnati. Houston won 30-27 to in a field goal. There were five field goal walk-off games this week. Isn't that crazy? It was five or four. I can't remember. But I think the Denver-Buffalo game made it five. I think it might have been like five or six. One or yeah, the do you, other. Do you want to see um, by score real quick? Um, but yeah, let me yeah. talk about this game real quick. Uh, passing results: uh, CJ Stroud, three hundred fifty-six yards passing leader. Uh, honestly, John and I talked about this. We could honestly see CJ Stroud being MVP. Like I know it's a long shot. We know it's a long shot. But if he keeps balling, I'm saying place those bets right now. Place those ten dollar bets. Never know what happens. Um, Devin Singletary was the rushing leader, which is actually kind of shocking because he hasn't really done anything at all over the season. And Noah Brown was the receiving leader. The Bengals are the Bengals. They didn't do too bad. Joe Burrow did throw two interceptions. Jamar Chase was an absolute bum this week, I heard on Fantasy. Am I correct by saying that? Jamar Chase, yeah, he did not have a... Actually, no, no, no. Jamar Chase did have a good week. He had like 20-something points. Oh. He had a good week. So yeah, sorry, Jamar late, Chase. He had a late, he had a late touchdown. That's what it was. I think he gotcha. started off slow. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Overall, this game, uh, Houston won. Came in clutch. Walked off with the field goal. Sensi man. Um, I mean, they're still in the race for the division. I feel like all the AFC North teams are. There's a stat out there. Basically, long story short, the Bengals have to beat the Ravens. The uh, uh, the Eagles have to beat the. Chiefs, the Titans have to beat the Jags, and then Steelers have to beat the Browns. Something else, I'm pretty sure. The Steelers will be the number one team in the AFC. Wow. Which I hope happens just because this team gets outscored in everything. I think it would be hysterical that they would be the first overall team in the AFC. But yeah, wow. overall, uh, since he choked a little bit, I, I'm expecting them to make the playoffs and then they'll have the playoff run. But don't worry, we'll get to choking on that Monday night game. We'll get there. <laughs> but overall, great win for Houston. Houston's hot. Honestly, Houston could win the AFC South. I mean, they do have to play the Niners, which the Niners did have a bounce back week this week, so we will see. But, John, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I do think the Texans could win the South. I mean, their only competition right now is the Jaguars, and they already destroyed the Jaguars this season. If you want to hear our thoughts on C.J. Stroud in particular, listen to Under the Lights yesterday. We had a whole discussion about him, so I'm not going to talk about him here. But, I mean, the Texans are 5-4. and four. It's crazy to say how 
the Panthers' only win was against the Texans, but ever since the Texans lost that game, they've just been on fire. C.J. Stroud has been an MVP candidate since that game. So, I mean, the Texans, I could easily see them make the playoffs. And if they do, I know we were talking about Dan Campbell being coach of the year. I think it could easily go to Demeco Ryans if the Texans make the playoffs or even just get close. Just the way how the Texans, they went from having the number two overall pick in the draft to being a playoff team the following year. I mean, and the Texans have not been good since Deshaun Watson left. And just to see the turnaround that this team has made has been absolutely remarkable. So I do think Demeco Ryans should be up there in contention for coach of the year. So great job by the Texans. The Bengals, I'm not too worried about them. I mean, they were playing well. They didn't have T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd had a key drop in the end zone, which would have put the Bengals up by a touchdown at least. So it would have been a lot harder on the Texans, but there was a bad drop. So I don't know if they're going to have T. Higgins, though, for Thursday Night Football. So that's something to monitor as well. But Joe Burrow, he had an okay game. Two touchdowns, two picks. But Bengals kind of fell back down a little bit. They were on a hot streak. But I'm not too concerned, like you said. I think both teams could potentially make the playoffs still. And I think the Bengals will be able to shake it off. Yeah, we will see. Um, Moving on down, New Orleans, Minnesota. Wow, Josh Dobbs, man, he's the guy. He is the guy. 268 yards throwing. Ty Chandler was the leading rusher with 45 yards. TJ Hawkinson was leading receiver, 134 yards. Um, also, that's just not team stats. That's overall stats, just so everyone knows um, for the games. But, yeah, Josh Dobbs, he looks hot. He We talked about this in the lights that he could be comeback player of the year. I hope he is. Um, we will see. I think he really deserves it also because he just bounced from team to team this year and for him to lead these teams into big wins because he had the win against in Arizona and then everyone's like, okay, like, you know, and then he moved to Minnesota and he had that one and it was like, okay, he's just going to get the one one and he's going to be done. He gets two and oh in Minnesota right now. That Minnesota team could still be a wild card. Just imagine Josh Dobbs throwing a Justin Jefferson. Also, I never thought that sentence would ever come out of my mouth. But just imagine Josh Dobbs throwing a Justin Jefferson. Josh Dobbs isn't a bad quarterback. He's not like a fantastic. He's a really solid backup. So it's going to be very unique to see what happens here. But yeah, overall, Minnesota wins 27-19. New Orleans almost came back. Uh, Derek Carr did get hurt. Jameis had to come in, and he did throw two interceptions one was a very long pass that was on like the 30 of the end zone but he was on the opposite side of the ride receiver which is a very dangerous throw to make in the nfl just because it's in the air for so long it could get picked off but yeah john your thoughts yeah with Jameis winston his stat line literally just looks like a classic Jameis winston stat line 13 for 25 122 passing yards two touchdowns two interceptions i will always remember james winston for his 30 for 30 season 30 touchdowns 30 interceptions i mean one of a kind quarterback right there but if you want to hear our thoughts on josh dobbs in particular listen under the lights but this vikings team though they were one in three at one point i believe one in four potentially too and they are on a winning streak right now they are now six and four people thought their season would be done especially after kirk going down they don't care 
I mean, they are now, in my opinion, a wild card team at the moment. I don't know if they would catch the Lions, but they could easily get a wild card spot, in my opinion. I mean, they have really just come back around as a team. Some big things with that, their defense has just really stepped up in general because they were giving up a lot of points before. But, I mean, they have guys like Danell Hunter who had another sack. I believe he leads the league in sacks right now. He is at least like 10 or 11. I'm going to verify that right now. But Danell Hunter, he has 11 sacks right now. He's 29 years old. They thought about trading him, but they did not. And honestly, I think that was a good, a good move there. But guys on defense are finally stepping up for the Vikings, which I think really helps. But just imagine, Justin Jefferson can be back this upcoming week. And Joshua Dobbs, I mean, this is the best situation he is in right now. Out of all the teams he's played for, he is in his best situation. Good O-line, great weapons, Hawkinson, Addison, Jefferson. I mean, this Vikings team could thrive, and they could honestly pull out some upsets soon. So good win here by the Vikings. They're 6-4. and four. Saints are 5-5. Five and five. They were on a little hot streak for a while. I believe they beat the... Texans too at one point so they kind of fell back down to reality here got killed essentially but they did start to come back in the fourth but obviously Derek Carr's health will be monitored so there might be James Winston time uh Taysom Hill fantasy purposes kind of fell back down to earth after being very consistent so he's kind of a erratic start for fantasy football but a good win here for the Vikings Saints I still think they're going to win the NFC South. I don't know. I don't see the Bucks winning it or the Falcons winning it. So Saints will probably make the playoffs still with a bad record. But, yeah, good win for the Vikings. So sorry. NFC South is still wide open. I'm on a new schedule right now. I'm getting up very early. And it's, like, hitting me so hard um, right now. So if I accidentally yawn, apparently now, that's why. So sorry. I'm getting used to his schedule. Anyways, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, under the lights. Go check it out. Tennessee yeah. at Tampa Bay. Uh, I don't think we really need to talk about this too long. Tampa Bay won 20-6. Baker Mayfield, 278 yards. Rashad White, 51 rushing. Mike Evans, 143 yards. Um, Yeah, Tampa Bay. NFC South is still wide open, so we will see what happens there. I want to talk about Tennessee real quick. Will Levis' hype train died down immediately. I think the Steelers put him to bed. I truly do. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback whatsoever. He had some great shows in that Steelers game. But he hasn't played good since. After throwing those four touchdown passes. But then again, that was against the... Who did he play? Was it the Falcons? It was against the Falcons. It wasn't anything special. Arthur Smith doesn't know how to use beat John Robinson correctly. But he's a good one for Tampa Bay. Tennessee, you know falling down they could draft another quarterback but let's be honest you got to build around levis or whoever's going to be the starting quarterback they took levis late i think they were scared with levis probably because he puts mayo in his coffee (laughs) jokes aside i have no idea why but tampa bay wins and this nfc south is wide open john yeah i want to just this game isn't really worth talking about that long but i want to highlight just a couple people Uh, mike evans for the first part, he had an incredible game, 143 receiving yards, but something of Mike Evans ever since 2014, he has never had a season with under a thousand receiving yards. Never. 
even with Jameis Winston as his quarterback. Actually, his best season was with Jameis Winston as his quarterback when he had 1,500 receiving yards. But even with the Brady days, he's always had at least a a thousand. And he is currently on that pace right now to continue that streak. He already has 737 receiving yards and six touchdowns. And he's only played nine games. So he will have most likely, unless an injury happens, I'm knocking on wood, he will most likely have another 1,000 receiving yard season. So big congrats there to Mike Evans. And he has just been consistent with whatever quarterback is playing. And I think that's credit to Baker Mayfield too. Uh, He's had his ups and downs as a Buccaneer quarterback, but he's been able to get them wins. They are four and five right now, still competing for the NFC South. But the Titans, you know, I think you said it perfectly. Will Levis kind of fell back down again, but the Titans O-line is horrendous. I mean, they can't get Derrick Henry going with that O-line. Only had 11 carries for 24 yards. And I don't think that's really on Derrick Henry aging or anything like that. I just think the O-line is not good. He doesn't have any holes to work with. And I'm not happy with DeAndre Hopkins, too, in fantasy football. It fell back down to earth hard, but... Yeah, the Titans had a nice little spark, though they should continue to roll with Will Levis. Don't get discouraged and put in Tannehill. Keep Will Levis playing. Just get some experience in for the rookie. So, good win for the Buccaneers, though. Yeah, good win indeed. All right, San Fran and Jacksonville. San Fran won 30-43. Brock Purdy, 296 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 95. George Kittle, 116. CMC's touchdown streak is officially over. They try to continue it. It got ended. But Jags, mm, I feel like Jacksonville came back down to earth after being, you look so creepy staring like that. What it, What are you doing? I wasn't even, look, I wasn't even looking at myself in the camera, so. You should go see the TikTok I said. It's kind of funny. It's football related. Don't worry. But anyways, um, yeah, San Fran wins 30-43. Um, what a game. Uh, I didn't expect Jacksonville to be this bad. The Steelers, hey, the Steelers scored a touchdown on the Niners. The Jags didn't. I'm just saying. Um, even though the Steelers suck. It's kind of funny. We're 6-3, and three and we are absolutely garbage. And yet we're still winning. I, I, it, it makes zero sense. But who cares? A win's a win. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville, I don't know, man. They're still going to win the AFC South most likely. And let's the Texans come from behind, which honestly, honestly, could very well happen. Could you imagine? It's Could happening. You, you think it's going to happen? I, I think it's happening. Now, the Jaguars are just complete garbage, in my opinion. I think they have been so overrated, in my opinion. I mean, they were like, oh, they're 6-2. and two. They're a great team and whatever. Who they? I mean, they beat the Bills, but the Bills, we're learning as we speak that the Bills are not a playoff team right now. We'll get to the Bills in a second. So they beat the Bills. But like, who else did they beat? Tell me. They lost to the Chiefs. They got embarrassed by the Chiefs, honestly. I mean, they beat the Colts. Yippee. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs, got killed by the Texans. Okay. They beat the Falcons. The Falcons aren't that good either, in my opinion. They beat the Bills. We're learning about them. Uh, they beat the Colts twice, so good for them there. But the Colts are not a playoff team either. 
and they beat the Saints and Steelers, and both teams would be lucky to make the playoffs. They have no defining win, in my opinion, and I don't view them. Uh, they'll make the playoffs maybe as a wild card. I think the Texans are going to win the AFC South. That's my prediction. Trevor Lawrence, I'm so happy you are gone from my fantasy team. You had a terrible week, to my knowledge. He had two interceptions. Got benched, I believe, too. Every, I, I was personally expecting a Trevor Lawrence boom year. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Tua, Josh Allen, all these other quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence has not improved this season. He's right where he was last season, maybe. Maybe even worse. I don't even know. He has not been that stellar this season. But it's honestly been disappointing. I mean, they don't even use Calvin Ridley. He's only targeted three times this whole game. I mean, he was supposed to be the big addition. And that he has two catches for 20 yards with only three targets. Like, why does Christian Kirk have 11 and Calvin Ridley has three? I don't get that, Trevor Lawrence. So... Honestly, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just terrible, in my opinion. They are not going to make the playoffs as the winner of the AFC South. Maybe they get a wild card at most. I think the Texans will win the division. Just the way they're playing. C.J. Shroud is playing the way people thought Trevor Lawrence should be playing. So it's honestly very underwhelming for the Jaguars, in my opinion. And the Niners, they got back on track. Brock Purdy had a nice bounce back game. Had a risky touchdown, but he made it anyway. Uh, McCaffrey lost his touchdown streak. Boo-hoo. But he had another 20-point fantasy week, so doesn't matter. But the 49ers are back on track. Shut down the Jacksonville offense, which that's not really impressive in my opinion. But good win for the Niners. Jacksonville, though, I don't like you. I personally don't like you. And... I think you were overrated. You're not a top five team. I don't even think you're a top 10 team in all honesty. And Trevor Lawrence, you're, I don't even know what I predicted you at the beginning of the season with the quarterback rankings. I might've had you top 10 or something. You're not a top 10 quarterback anymore, Trevor Lawrence. So I had to get my rant out there. I'm sorry. You're all good to go. We we got to move on from San Fran and Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. I was going to say, all right. <laughs> I got it all. San Fran finally balanced back after three losses. I think that's the most important thing to take away from this game. Cleveland and Baltimore. Cleveland won 33 to 31. Lamar Jackson, 223 passing yards. Jalen Rome, 407 rushes. Amari Cooper, 98 yards. What was the score going into the fourth quarter with like 10 minutes left? Wasn't it like 31 to 15? Um, so doing, I don't know the, what the, what the lead was that the Ravens choked. I personally could not tell you that, but they choked a pretty bad lead. I mean, it looked like the Ravens were going to win. I'll tell you, I will tell you once ESPN loads, I watched the end of that game. Did you watch the end of that game? Yes, I did. It was on red zone. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I have no idea how. Because I wasn't watching Red Zone. I was watching the game. No idea how this team came back and won. Honestly, it would have been the Browns, in my opinion, to choke this. You know? Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Browns choked it and, like, blew the lead. Because that's just the Browns thing to do. Also, my ESPN's crashing completely. So, you might have to tell me what the score is, if that's okay. 
Um, how do you blow a lead? Here's here's the thing with Baltimore. Let's talk about Baltimore for 15, 30 seconds, right? Lamar Jackson is having a fantastic season. Dare I say an MVP season. I think he could honestly win MVP this season. I would love CJ Stroud to win it for, you know, rookies and, you know, all this history and stuff. But honestly, if I had to pick a current quarterback because no other player is going to win it, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. Um, His whole team just lets him down. I feel horrible for the dude. And I never thought I would say that sentence. Like, I truly do. Like, that Steelers game. John and I know. I'm sure the Steelers even know. They were never supposed to win that game. The amount of times their wide receivers and players drop the ball is insane. Now, granted, Lamar did throw a pick to Joey Porter Jr. I was in that end zone. Shout out to you, JPJ, for running track against John. But, um, like, they were never supposed to beat us. They were supposed to beat us. Yet they lose. They beat Cleveland regionally, but they had P.J. Walker. And Watson threw a pick six on the first play of the game. And this Baltimore team choked. Horribly. Horribly. I still think Baltimore is winning this division. I, I no doubt about it. Now, obviously, I talked about the scenario, which could be happening. It could be really, really funny. And I would love for it to happen. I think you would love for it to happen. It would mean absolutely nothing. I think it'd just be funny, pure on the fact that Steelers are number one in the division and in the league for the AFC. But yeah, Baltimore Baltimore choked bad. And Cleveland, Watson still stinks, but he did put up a good ending drive to kick that field goal. But uh, yeah, John, your thoughts. Yeah, so I found the leads that the Ravens had. So at one point they led 17 to 3. They also led 24 to 9 at one point. And then I think the score that you were looking for, they were up 31 to 17. So that so they, was the big 24 lead. to 9, 31 to 17. And with 10 minutes yeah. left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> it was it was I don't just, think eh. I don't think this Baltimore team will win the Super Bowl this year. I think they're close. But right now, they're not – you can't be perfect in the NFL. But they're not stellar. They're really good. They're not stellar. Yeah. I mean, I think you said a, a lot of it perfectly. But the Ravens, they really just beat themselves up. I mean, all of their losses, I just think, come to their own hands. I mean, especially the Steelers ones. I mean, all their receivers just dropped the ball that day. But, I mean, it was just the same thing. You have a lead. All you have to do is just hold it, and they end up throwing a pick six late in the game. And then they the Browns nearly blew it, too. The kicker, Dustin Hopkins, missed the game-tying extra point. So even the Browns nearly blew it, too, in this game. But Dustin Hopkins was able to get the game-winning field goal. And I don't know if I said it yet, but there were six game-winning field goals this week. I did the math, and that's what it was. But... I mean, good win for the Browns. Deshaun Watson had a great second half. I mean, he really rebounded, was able to get the ball to his receivers, Mari Cooper, Najoku, Elijah Moore. But Jerome Ford had a great running a great running game against the Ravens defense. He had 17 carries for 107 yards. He is my fantasy RB2. So I was very happy to see that. But... The Ravens, just if I could think of anything else I could say with them, just moving on into next week, 
One, give Keen Mitchell the ball more. Undrafted rookie, had another rushing touchdown, and they really didn't use him after that. So start using Keen Mitchell more, in my opinion. Get him the ball more, because Gus Edwards had 11 carries for 24 yards, so he was not as effective as Keen Mitchell. So I would say use him more. But at least they use Zay Flowers. I that kind of made me happy as a Zay Flowers owner. Shout out to Roquan Smith for having twenty one total tackles this game as well. But Ravens just gotta stop beating themselves up. They like you said, I think they can win the division, but it's close. I mean the Browns are six and three, Steelers are six and three, Bengals are five and four. It's the toughest division in all of football. But I, I do think the Ravens will hold on, but they just can't have losses like this because if they do this in the playoffs, it just could be another wasted season, in my opinion. But very, very good win for the Browns because they lost to the Ravens earlier in the season, so they got a nice victory here. Yeah, they did. Um, this is not... I mean, yeah, it's kind of breaking news here. Um, you know Isaac Rochelle on no. TikTok? Uh, he plays for the no. Raiders. Uh, he's on TikTok. Uh, him and his wife are actually having a kid in December. He plays for the Raiders. I think I said that 20 times. But he's been <laughs> team hopping a lot. Um, he just tweeted out saying he got released by the Raiders. Oh. So, if you know who he is, I mean, I don't know how he did. I really couldn't watch him. But this is really bad timing, um, especially having a kid on the way. But... The Raiders tweet out, Isaac Rochelle recognizes his brother military and athletic contributions to the Air Force. And then uh, four hours later, they release him. And he goes, this is objectively really bad timing. <laughs> so, wow. you know what's also bad timing is the Cardinals getting Kyler Murray back. You know, honestly, they could have had the number one draft pick in the league this year in this I don't know what they choose to give away to get. Uh, no, they did. They traded with the Texans last year, correct? Yeah, they traded with the Texans, and the Texans got Will Anderson. So I believe they own the Texans' first round pick. So everyone thought Arizona was going to get the first overall pick this year. Right now, it's looking like Carolina. Arizona's most likely going to get the second. Them or New England. I have a feeling it's going to be this. They're going to get the second. New England's going to get the third. Because honestly, I have a feeling New England's going to be the Steelers. But Arizona beats Atlanta 25 to 23. Kyler Murray, 249 yards. Bijan, 95 yards. Trey McBride, 131 yards. He was a random free agency waiver wire pickup I got of fantasy, and he got me 21 points. It, it was really good. It was a really good week. Um, with that being said, this Arizona team, Kyler Murray's back, dude. Kyler Murray, fun fact, he's the same height as me. Wow. I'm the same height as an NFL quarterback. Isn't that awesome? No, I don't know if you have the same speed as Kyler Murray. Or gaming skills. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Arizona fans. <laughs> yeah, uh, Arizona beat Atlanta. Arthur Smith is going to get fired at the end of this season. Even, like, because the Falcons aren't out yet. They're not out of the playoff. But as soon as they're out, he's getting fired. He's getting thrown out. He is not a head, good head coach. Um, he's on the Pat McAfee show. He seems like an awesome dude. He just doesn't know how to use Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan correctly. And they started Tyler Haneke, but then um, Desmond Ritter came in at one point. 
assuming it was injury related. I couldn't watch the whole game. I'm assuming too. I didn't see what happened, but Alina, out of all people, told me. Yeah. Shout I do want to say you. one thing. I don't want to cut you off, but I, I was reading something regarding Arthur Smith. Um, this came from The Athletic a day ago, or two days when you're listening to this. Uh, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith is expected to return as the team's head coach in 2024 as he has the support of Atlanta ownership per The Athletic. The only way Smith isn't back as the team's coach in 2024 is if there's evidence players are turning him out or the team completely unravels. So, not to cut so you that's off, when you start choking. That. Yeah. That's when you start choking. <laughs> On, like, honestly, here's the thing. I know Atlanta's still in it, but you're not winning the Super Bowl with Desmond Ritter as quarterback. They probably will draft the quarterback this year, and they need a new head coach, so why not? Yeah, Atlanta is a really good team, but honestly, why not? I know like it's frowned on looking upon uh, completely giving up on games, but he's not a good head coach, and everyone knows that. It's kind of like keeping Matt Canada around. You know he's a bad head coach. Get rid of him. Yeah. Nothing really else to say about this game, John. Yeah, I have a couple thoughts. Uh, with the Cardinals, Kyler Murray coming back and having a great game. Yeah, he did throw a pick. But, I mean, he showed – honestly, he looked like he never tore his ACL. I mean, he was running excellent, excellently in this game. So, he did very well. And shout out to Trey McBride, the tight end. I picked him up in my 14-man league. He had, like, 21 points for me. So, shout out to you, Trey McBride. But good one for the Cardinals. And honestly, with the Cardinals, I don't see them drafting a quarterback anymore. I really don't. I see them getting Marvin Harrison Jr., with potentially the number two or three overall pick after quarterbacks go with the first pick or two. I see them getting Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair up with Marquise Brown in the wide receiver room. I think that would be a very good duo right there. But a good win for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray looks back, and I'm honestly rooting that he can have the good second half to the season because I feel bad. I felt bad for him when he tore his ACL, and he is proving that he could be the franchise quarterback still. But the Falcons. I think with the Falcons, I have no clue why they drafted Bijan Robinson, and that's less of the fact of his usage, why I'm saying that, because they don't use him enough. I think the pick back when they made it was stupid, in my opinion. Because you had Tyler Algier, who had a 1,000 rushing yards. You have Cordell Patterson, who was still effective. Like, they were just using whatever running back they got, and they were producing. The Falcons have needs on defense. Their pass rush has been terrible for years. And what do they do? They draft another running back. Like, I never got it back then when they did it. I mean, they never utilized Kyle Pitts' potential. Same with Drake London. So why would they even draft... Bijan Robinson. So I think more blame goes to the GM of all people, less with Arthur Smith. But I just don't get it. I really don't. And now I feel like they're going to draft another offensive player with their first round pick because I think they, like you said, I think they will draft the quarterback. Unless they could get a veteran, maybe they get Justin Fields. Maybe they try him for a season and he can run the ball too. Maybe they do that. Maybe they, I don't think they'd get Kirk. They could get a veteran, maybe, and then use the first-round pick on a defense. But they will get a new quarterback because 
Desmond Ritter is not the answer. They benched him. I think that says enough right there. Maybe Taylor Heineke impresses enough to stay another year, but I mean, they've just wasted first round picks on offensive players that they don't utilize or they were just unnecessary at the moment. So yeah, the Falcons, they're four and six. They're not winning the division. They will not be in the playoffs either. So I don't know what they do. I know a lot of people will celebrate when Arthur Smith is fired, but they've just wasted good draft capital on positions they did not need. So very unfortunate for the Falcons. But the Cardinals, they are two and eight. So they are still competing for whatever it's worth, trying to get some wins under their belt, even though they will not make the playoffs. But good win for the Cardinals. Good win indeed. All right. This next game is a big game, and then we have a couple three-dud games. And then we'll have the Monday night game, which I really want to talk about. So we'll get there. Detroit and Los Angeles. This was a game with a game-winning field goal. Jared Goff, 333 yards. Nice number. David Montgomery, 116 rushing. Keenan Allen, 175 yards. He popped off of fantasy. He did fantastic for me when I had no Tyree Kill or A.J. Brown. Uh, Detroit ones. Uh, fourth and one. I believe it was, and the Lions were midfield. Actually, not midfield. They were a little over midfield. They could have kicked a field goal with like a minute and 30-something seconds left and decided not to. Um, They went for it, got the first down. Chargers couldn't call a timeout to stop them, and Lions kick and won the game. These brand-new Detroit Lions, man, they look hot. You know, I know – Jordan talked about it in real life that they're overrated. We're getting overhyped. I kind of see them as the Minnesota Viking team from last year. Like, think about it. The Vikings beat the Bills last year and Buffalo, and that was like the game of the year. And everyone said when Jefferson had that catch. I feel like this is kind of similar. Detroit got a good one against the Chargers. Grant, the Chargers have only won two wins games this year, which isn't good. But um, yeah, these Lions, man, they're hot. They're really hot. Seven and two. Seven and two. Thanksgiving Day is going to be so fun. And they have two easy wins with the Bears and the Packers coming up. So, John, your thoughts on the Lions and the Chargers? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out personally if the Lions loss to the Ravens was a fluke or not. Like, just how bad it was. I'm trying to figure out, like, was that a fluke? And the Lions are still, like, this really good team. Or are they just good at beating these worst teams, kind of like the Dolphins? I think it's a mixture of both. I think they kind of just got exposed a little bit against the Ravens, and they've really recovered since. Uh, I'm going to St. Brown did great for me in fantasy, and they really had a nice split between Montgomery and Gibbs. And I think that's something a lot of people have been waiting for, that Gibbs gets more opportunities, even with Montgomery back. But honestly, the two of them, can be the best RB duo in the league at some point. But Goff had a great game too. The Chargers, uh, Herbert balled out. He really did. 27 for 40, 323 passing yards, four touchdowns, only one interception. Herbert had a fantastic game. Same with Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler had a good game too, but it was just spoiled by the Chargers defense, which... Liz led by Brandon Staley, and personally, I would move on from Brandon Staley after this season. For the talent that the Chargers have, they should not be underperforming this much. I mean, they have Derwin James, Eric Kendricks, Khalil Mack, 
on the team. Joey Bosa, Asante Samuel. And they're just their defense is just so bad. And the fact that Staley is responsible for the defense, I think he should be fired after this season. The Chargers, they were in the playoffs once under Staley, and they choked against the Jaguars this past season. And I just don't think he's the answer at this point. They're four and five. They're severely underperforming, in my opinion, from where I projected them at the start of the year. So I think Brandon Staley should be fired and they should move into a new direction with hopefully an offensive minded head coach. I think Ben Johnson will be the guy a lot of teams look for for a potential new head coach. But Great win for the Lions. They are 7-2 on their way to win the division, unless the Vikings have something to say about it. But good win for the Lions. Yeah, indeed. All right, this one we're not going to talk too much about because let's be honest. Who would? New York and Dallas. Dallas won 49 is 17. Dak, 404 yards. Rico Dewald, 79 yards. Brandon Cooks, 173. Dallas, hey, I mean – they were still are a dominant team, except when it comes to playing San Francisco, apparently, in Arizona, and Josh Dobbs. But Dallas wins. Uh, the Giants, with a backup backup quarterback, put up more points than they did with their starter. Kind of funny, not going to lie. <laughs> Regardless, though, Dallas wins. So we will see... Uh, it's going to be a shootout between them and the Eagles, but the Eagles do have the massive advantage. I think Dallas will make the playoffs as the fifth seed. I think so, 100%. Um, and then whoever that fourth seed is, Dallas is going to beat them. I think that's the only way Dallas actually advanced. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were actually half decent last year, Dallas would have never advanced. But just because the Bucs stunk, they advanced. So, John, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm willing to put money on it. The Dallas Cowboys will play the New Orleans Saints in the first round of the playoffs. I think that's what it's going to be. Dallas will be the fifth seed. The Saints will win the division and be the fourth seed. So that's my early prediction. But I'm not even going to talk about the Giants. They're two and eight. They're on their third string quarterback. I do think that they should draft the quarterback in the draft. It they can't wait on Daniel Jones next year. So I would just move on, in my opinion. But the Cowboys, uh, Dak Prescott is having a very strong stretch here. Ever since the Niners lost, he has been on fire. Four touchdowns, one interception this game. Uh, Rico Dowd had a nice rushing game. Tony Pollard's been underwhelming this season, in my opinion. I know Dan Smith does not like him at all. I think he got rid of him in fantasy. Uh, Carlin, you have some nice breathing going on there, too. Oh, you can hear that. Very, I'm, very I'm faintly. Very faintly, I heard a little. <laughs> Just very faint. A little faint. But, yeah, and Brandon Cooks, finally, Cooks and CeeDee Lamb looked like the wide receiver duo that I thought they would be. So, good win for them. CeeDee Lamb has also had an incredible stretch, especially in fantasy football. So, CeeDee Lamb owners, you're probably very happy. But, dominating win for the Cowboys. They play the Panthers next week. Should be another similar win. But a good win for the Cowboys. Six and three. Good win indeed. All right, this next game. Washington almost won. Washington, Seattle. Seattle, 29, 26. Washington, GM Smith, 369 yards. 
The man finally did something. I am so happy. He's been my fantasy quarterback all season. I started him. No, no, no. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I started the Vikings quarterback yeah, last we week. We started that. We we talked about that. And he got hurt, and Geo Smith still got less points than him. Geno Smith finally had a good week. Thank you, Geno Smith. Kenneth Walker, 63 yards. Brian Robinson Jr., 119 yards receiving. Wow. Brian Robinson had a great game receiving-wise. Dang. Um, yeah, Seattle, Seattle, man. Uh, they're still number one in their division, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's between them and the Niners. I'm not sure who's ahead. But last I looked, I knew it was Seattle. Um, I'm not I'll quite sure right now. Yeah, check on that because I don't know if it changed. I am, still might be Seattle. Seattle had that bad loss against Baltimore, though. That was a bad, bad loss. Um, but yeah, Seattle wins against the Commanders, though. Like, come on, Ron Rivera is going to get fired at the end of the season. Yeah. He's just he's not it. He's not what this team needs. This team needs a whole new team. Essentially, Sam Howell's not bad. But they chipped away um, Chase Young and uh, what's his name? Montez Montez West. West. Yeah, Yeah, they're like shipping out people left and right. You still got Scary Terry. Jahan Dotson is in bad wide receiver from his Penn State days. So we will see. But yeah, Seattle gets the win here. Um, They're still pushing for the playoffs. Are they number one in their division? So San Francisco is ahead of them. I think if they look at divisional wins san francisco's two and oh seattle is one and one that's it so yeah we will see what happens john your thoughts yeah it won't be that long with this game uh seattle had a nice win here geno smith like you said nice bounce back game got the three top receivers going kenneth walker had 19 carries so that was good to see so good win for seattle there their defense holds on i believe uh I think Devin Witherspoon caused a fumble in this game too. So, yeah, good, good performance. Uh, actually, no, I think it was Reek Wollen that recovered a fumble. I think Devin Witherspoon caused it. So, good win for Seattle, but Washington though. I think you're right, Carlin. I think he should be fired. Rivera. I mean, they just haven't had results since he's been a head coach. I don't even. They might have made the playoffs once, I think. And I think Taylor Heineke started that game. That was like his first big start. But Sam Howell, honestly, um, he's been very good. This The only really bad game that comes to my mind was against Buffalo, where he had four picks. But, yeah, he played well. For the O-line that he has, he's the most sacked quarterback in the league. Had three sacks this game. I mean, he's balled out. 29 for 44, 312 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no picks at all, no interceptions. Uh, he, I believe he fumbled, though. Yeah, Sam Howell did fumble. I will say that. That was one knock to his game. But, yeah, Brian Robinson, for some reason, had a lot of receiving yards. He had a 51-yard uh, reception, which was crazy. Uh, he's on my fantasy bench. He might even start this week, depending on Justin Jefferson's status. But... Yeah, you passed it a lot to his running backs. But, yeah, Sam Howell, out of all the people, people thought Washington would be drafting a quarterback potentially in the upcoming draft. I don't think so anymore. I think they will stay put with Sam Howell. Let him go another year. Maybe draft an O-lineman, improve the O-line. Because I do think at least their offense could 
compete. Now, the question, though, is with Washington is they traded away both Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So it does puzzle me with how they will be next season. They have a very weak uh, pass rush now. So I don't know, at least on the defensive side of the ball, how they will be. So Washington's in a very tricky spot. I honestly think because they trade away those guys, they should just do a slight rebuild here. Just trade guys who they don't think they will keep, get some draft picks, and just retool a little bit. But because they do have pieces, I will say. They definitely do have pieces. So I think they have to do a little bit of retooling. But good win for Seattle. Good one indeed. New York and Vegas. Vegas won 16 to 12. What a score. Zach Wilson, 26, 263 passing yards. Josh Jacobs, 116, which was tied. No, it was not. Sorry. A very high week for Josh Jacobs, actually. Garrett Wilson, 93 receiving yards. You let Aiden O'Connell beat the Jets. Jalen Hurts couldn't beat the Jets. Patrick Mahomes barely beat the Jets. And you let Aiden O'Connell beat the Jets. I know Aiden O'Connell did nothing that game. I know. Trust me. I know. But he still won as a starting quarterback. I think that's hysterical. Jalen Hurts stinks. He doesn't. I'm just saying that for the podcast. But anyways, (laughs) I think there's more one thing to talk about this game. Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee the other day. Today, guess what he said? Well, he's planning to start hanging around the team more in th- after Thanksgiving or during Thanksgiving. And he said he's preparing to come back around December. Wow. He said he was talking about on Sunday Night Football that he was like 50% on the treadmill or something. He just has to work on a little bit more. And soon, next, this week, he'll be pushing 75, then 100. Imagine he returns. That's crazy. That'll be that absolutely nuts. I here's my thing though. I want him to return. I think it'd be awesome. I think the Jets will make the playoffs still. I somehow this is his storybook writing for them. The Jets will make the playoffs. I just don't want him to overdo it. You know? Like I don't want him to hurt himself or overdo it and then he has a career ending injury, not a season ending injury. But hey, he's doing great, so we'll see what happens. Um Zach Wilson didn't look great at all this game. But still, the head coach of the Jets, I'm not going to try to say his name, says he's still the starter. So we will see what this team, we'll see what happens. John, your thoughts? Yeah, with the Ravens, or I just said Ravens, Raiders, they are 2-0 and now with Antonio Pierce as head coach. And I honestly do think that him being head coach has helped the team, especially with Josh Jacobs. Now, Pierce said that Josh Jacobs would be like the heartbeat of the the Raiders offense. And they really utilized him this game. And I think that gave Josh Jacobs a lot more confidence in himself. So I do think the new head coach has sparked this Raiders team a little bit. And he also said Robert Spillane would be kind of like the foundational piece on the Raiders defense. And as Steelers fans... We're like, what? Like Spillane as a foundation piece for the Raiders defense? We never saw that coming. But honestly, he has played very well with the Raiders. And including a major interception at the end of the game that Zach Wilson threw. And honestly, I don't even think it was a bad throw by Wilson. It was a decent read 
But I just think it was a better interception by Spillane. Great awareness on his end. But he has really stepped up since being with the Steelers. So Spillane, big highlight player there, and Josh Jacobs as well. And Pierce also mentioned how he knows that they have to get the ball to Devontae Adams, and Adams led the team with receptions with six. So that was good to see with the Raiders' offense, and good win for the defense too. Uh, continue to be consistent. But the Jets, though, uh, apparently on Tuesday, they had a player-only meeting. I think Garrett Wilson organized it, and I don't know what was said, but during Tuesday as well, Micah Michael Carter was cut from the team. The third running back, who I honestly did not think was a bad running back at all, and I think he will be picked up by a team that needs a running back, Michael Carter. He was a very good running back, good receiver as well, but they are rolling with Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and maybe Israel Abaniconda from Pitt might get some snaps soon. So that would be very cool to see even though I'm not a Pitt fan, but I do know Israel is very good. But the Jets' defense, I think we know enough. They are very good, in my opinion. But Zach Wilson, he will be the starter, I think. Uh, He's shown flashes that he could be the guy, potentially. Now, I do think he would have benefited by sitting behind Rodgers the whole season. I still think that would be the case next year. If Rodgers is back, he will sit behind Rodgers again. But like you said, Carlin, I think it would be miraculous if Rodgers returned. Honestly, I think it would be a great thing if he did. It would just be amazing. Torn Achilles returns not even at the direct end of the season, too. So that would be an incredible story if Rodgers returns. But well, if he does, they could he, make the playoffs. If he returns around Christmas time, there's like two games left. Okay, so it's like about the end of the season, I guess. Like two or three games. Yeah, but... If the Jets can hold out to it. But then again, if he's talking Thanksgiving. The Jets play that Black Friday game. And then they'll have a week. In like two days to prepare for the next game. Let's not roll out that. I have to. We have to talk about this game. Buffalo fans. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Denver won. 24-22. Russell Wilson, 193 yards. James Cook, 109 yards. Gabe Davis, 56. James Cook fumbled on the first play of the game. Josh Allen threw two picks. Should have been three. Turned it over three of the six drives in the first half or something crazy. Stat like that. Buffalo was going to win. They were. Barely, but they were going to win. The Broncos run out on the field. Try to kick the game-winning field goal. They did it earlier in the at the end of the second quarter and made it. Try it again. He misses it a little to the far of the right. Uh-oh. There's a flag. Move it up five yards. You don't have to rush now. Drilled it. Denver wins 24-22. Denver can beat really good teams, apparently. They can't beat the Miami Dolphins. But they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. Is it time to say the Bills are overhyped this year. Like, is their season done? The Bills also fired their offensive coordinator. He's gone. He got fired today. Yeah, the Steelers still have Matt Canada. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. But anyways, this team stinks, dude. And like, 
are you really going to let Miami win the division? Because I think Buffalo would put up a better fight than Miami. You know, like Miami killed this team and Buffalo struggled. Granted, I know they are hurting a little bit on defense. Uh, DeMar Hamlin went in because one of the players got hurt. I'm pretty sure that's why he got in or he was put in. I didn't watch the end of the game. I don't know, dude. This Buffalo team, their window's closing now. I'm, I'm not saying like completely, but for this season, it's closing fast. Because they just they just can't get it done. What, they're 5-5? Five 5-4? and five? Five and four? Yeah. Five and five, I believe. Yeah, yep. five and five. That's bad. I mean, granted, they could win out, which could happen, but I don't think it will. John, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Um, Broncos, I'll go with them first. What a turnaround for Denver. I mean, they were just terrible. Their defense was horrendous for so long, and it has really improved. They have back-to-back wins over the Chiefs and Bills. I think that says a lot right there. Russell Wilson has not been playing bad at all. Uh, He gets the ball to his receivers, was very accurate this game. So very good win for the Broncos. And honestly, they are no longer a pushover team, in my opinion. I think they could beat any opponent when the day is right. So Denver, they are starting to get back on track. And... I mean, they could have moved on from Russell Wilson. They might stay with him. And... Maybe addition through subtraction helped. They got rid of guys like Frank Clark and maybe, and I believe Randy Gregory too. Maybe that has helped the Broncos, just addition through subtraction. So I think this was a very good win for the Broncos. They stayed put. They didn't trade Pat Sertan, didn't trade Jerry Judy, and it has benefited them here. So good win for the Broncos. But the Bills, the Bills, What happened here? I mean, I think the story with the Bills this game in particular was the turnovers. Josh Allen threw two interceptions. The first one was not his fault. It went off of Gabe Davis's hands into the safety's hands. The second one was his fault. It was just a bad throw. He had to throw it more to the outside. He didn't. It was a bad interception. James Cook had one fumble lost. Recovered this other fumble, though. It was actually kind of cool the way he did it. Uh, Josh Allen had a fumble of his own as well as with the handoff with James Cook. He dropped it right before James Cook could grab it. So there were four total turnovers by the Buffalo Bills, which essentially cost them the game when you look at it. And they literally put James Cook in the doghouse after his first fumble, even though he's never fumbled before. And then once they let him cook, he had 12 carries for 109 yards. Latavius Murray also had a nice rushing game too. When they relied on the running game, good things happened. They're not very consistent with that, but they did make progress. They fired Ken Dorsey, which I think was needed. I believe Joe Brady is now their coordinator. He was the coordinator for Joe Burrow and LSU, but he had an offensive coordinator stinked with the Panthers, got fired though. So there is that to mention, but they also shut down Stefan Diggs this game. Only had three grabs for 34 yards. That kind of helped me out in my one fantasy league. I won't lie, but I don't know what they do. You and I, before the season started, you and I had the Bills going to the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Let's remember that. I had the Bills as my one seed when we did our playoff predictions. I had them at my one seed. And I'm I'm just going to admit it now. I was wrong. I was completely wrong with that. And 
that if I would take it back, I would. I don't know if they recover. They just they lost to teams like Jets. I'm just going to look at their schedule right now and who they lost to. So they lost to the Jets week one, then went on a three-game winning streak against the Raiders, Commanders, Dolphins. The Dolphins won. was very impressive. But then when you look at it, they lose to Jacksonville. They nearly had a comeback, but lost to Jacksonville. Barely beat the Giants of all teams with Tyrod Taylor starting. Very controversial win. They lose to the Patriots. They beat the Bucks, but it's the Bucks. They lose to the Bengals and lose to the Broncos. This, this Bills team, I don't even know if they're a playoff team anymore. Because they play the Jets, play the Eagles, play the Chiefs, play the Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. I could easily see them lose to the Jets again. I, they could lose six straight games at least. They are screwed this season. They are absolutely screwed. I do think the injuries that they've had with Milano, Tredavious, way have really hurt them as well. But this offense too, they need a reliable wide receiver too as well. And I don't know what they do. Josh Allen. I, I I have to blame Josh Allen as well. He is no longer a top three quarterback. That's what you and I had him when we did our top 10 quarterbacks before the season started. We had him in our top three. I believe we both put him at number three. I would not have him there anymore. Top five would be generous too. Josh Allen has to improve. Too many lazy turnovers Josh Allen has had this season. So he really has to improve in this stretch. This is the biggest stretch for the Bills, it is incredibly tough. And I personally, the way they're playing right now, they're not making the playoffs. I I, I could see them falling out, going below 500 as well. I think it could easily happen. But this was a very bad win or bad loss for the Buffalo Bills here. But you want me to take control for the predictions? As always. All right, I will take control here. And you got real quick? I was just gonna say, yeah, we're gonna head over to the um, yeah, we're gonna head over to the uh, predictions for next week. So, John, you want to take it away? Yes, yes. Week eleven, we are getting into, and I will say this: primetime games are finally good again after the travesty, which was Thursday night. Sunday night and Monday night from week 10, we have and at least, I would say, two better matchups. And a reminder, the Colts, the Patriots, the Falcons, and the Saints are all on their bye. So if they're on your fantasy team, take care of that. True. Very true. I know I have to have a replacement for Michael Pittman. So I'm hoping that is Justin Jefferson. That will be my replacement. But we will see. Well, let's get into it. Thursday night football. Finally, it's good. It is a great game here. Bengals versus Ravens. A huge game, specifically for the Bengals, so they could catch up to the Steelers and Browns and hurt the Ravens a little bit. If the Ravens win this, they have a nice little cushion over the Bengals. But this game is in Baltimore. T. Higgins might not play this week. Likely not playing, I would say that. So they will be shorthanded. Carlin, who do you got? I got the Bengals winning this. I think the Bengals are going to stun Baltimore and Baltimore. I'm I'm riding with it. I'm riding with it. All right. I'm going to take Baltimore here. I just don't see them losing back-to-back here. I think they'll fix up their mistakes. I think 
no T. Higgins will hurt the Bengals here. And I think the Ravens will win. Comeback game for Lamar. Next game, 1 o'clock slate. No Germany game. No 9.30 start time on Sunday. So you don't have to wake up early for football this week. Steelers versus Browns. Last time they played in Pittsburgh, the Steelers beat the Browns. And that game had Deshaun Watson. This game will also have Deshaun Watson, though he is questionable as we speak. But I do expect him to play. This game is in Cleveland. So, Carlin, the Steelers win twice they against do. the Browns. I have them going in Cleveland and winning this game. I want to be surprised if the Browns won. But I have the Steelers winning this game. I'm going to explain all of this in a little bit. But give me the Steelers. All right. I'm going to – I wish I could take the Steelers. But I think I said even uh, before the season started, I would have them split with the Browns. I have them splitting with the Browns here. So, I have the Browns winning this game. It's in Cleveland. It's going to be tougher, tough road environment. And I think the Browns will just do enough to win. They won't make mistakes like they have normally done. But next game, divisional rivalry here in the NFC North, the Bears versus Lions. Justin Fields might play this game, not confirmed, but he might play. And he has a history of running all over the Lions. So we will see if he does it again. But the Lions are on fire. Only two losses this season. I'm going to take the Lions here. I just don't see them losing in this matchup. they got to keep winning to potentially fight for a one seed, too. That is not out of the equation for the Detroit Lions. They could easily fight for a one seed over teams like the Eagles. So I have the Lions winning at home. Carlin, who do you got? I got the Lions. I don't think they'll get the one seed, though. I think in order for this Lions team to succeed, they need to get the wild card spot, the two seed. Because they'll just always stay hot. You don't want them to take a break, in my opinion. Some teams need it. But I feel like the Lions, they need to stay hot if they want to make a run for the Super Bowl this year. Give me the Lions for this game. All right. I like it. Uh, Chargers versus Packers. This game is in Green Bay. It's tough to play in Green Bay, but other teams have not cared about that statistic there. Chargers, though, have their own struggles. Both teams have their own struggles. Uh, I think the Packers have more struggles on offense. Chargers on defense. Carlin, who do you got winning? Yeah, I got the Chargers. The Packers stink. Jordan Love's not good. I know Jordan Love looked pretty decent against the Steelers, but also in the Steelers' defense, their secondary has been banged up all season. They lost uh, Keanu Neal, and I can't think of his name. Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander, which is two major losses. Um, so we are banged up in the secondary. So expect the Steelers defense to take steps down, but still somehow win games. With that being said, Jordan Love looked pretty good against them. Not fantastic, but Jordan Love still stinks. Give me the Chargers. All right. I'm going to take the Chargers too. I mean, I think Jordan Love will actually thrive because Brandon Staley is not good at controlling a defense, but I think Herbert will do enough to win this game. Next matchup, Raiders versus Dolphins. The Raiders have been undefeated since getting a new head coach. The Dolphins, though, play good against uh, teams under 500, but I'm not even sure if the Raiders are under 500 they are. anymore. Are they still under 500? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I can double check in a bit, but I'm going to take the Dolphins here. They're coming off of a bye week. I think they're going to be fresh. This game is in Miami, too. So maybe the Raiders won't be able to adjust to the heat, but I got Miami. What about you? 
Raiders are five and five. Okay. Give me Miami though. Aiden O'Connell uh, is Aiden O'Connell. No OC, no head coach. They lost Isaac Rochelle. Give me the Dolphins. All right. I will say this stat too. Raiders are one and four on the road. Dolphins are undefeated at home too. So something else to mention there. Next matchup, Giants versus Commanders. The Giants, it just seems like they're rolling with Tommy DeVito each week, unless maybe Tyrod Taylor gets healthy at some point. But Commanders, Sam Howell, is having a great season, but the defense is shaky. So maybe the Giants can pull up a little win here. But, uh, Carlin, who do you got? Commanders all day. Giants are absolutely a bum team this year, and it's sad to say that from going to the playoffs last year. Daniel Jones is not the answer, though he's been out majority of the season. Their offensive line hasn't been good. Uh, Darren Waller has been way underperforming. Sam Howe is a great quarterback. He just gets sacked a lot. Give me the commanders. Yeah, I'm going to take the man, the commanders here, too. I think Sam Howe will win this game. Uh, I just don't see Tommy DeVito leading the Giants to a victory anytime soon. Cowboys versus Panthers. This game is in Carolina, but I don't even think it matters here. Dallas, they're Dallas. Dak Prescott is hot right now. They just torched the Giants. Um, I got the Cowboys winning this one. I don't even think it's going to be close. I think Bryce Young will throw at least two interceptions this game. What about you, Carlin? Cowboys all day. Short and sweet. Like it. Titans versus Jaguars. I don't think these two teams have played yet. Not sure, but the Jaguars are coming off of a bad loss. I bashed them earlier in the episode, but this game is in Jacksonville, but I don't think that matters at all. But I am going to take Jacksonville here. Call me crazy. I think they will win. I just don't see Will Levis winning this game. I think Trevor Lawrence will do enough. Either he will or Travis Etienne will carry the offense. One or the other. I have the Jaguars winning. What about you, Carlin? I got the Titans. Right? Yeah. You got them? I got the Titans. I will explain this later. We're getting there. Continue. What's happening later? (laughs) You're going to find out here shortly. I've already mentioned it, but I'll explain all at the end of this. Continue. All right, all right. Uh, I'll leave the floor to you at the end of the episode. Um, next game, Cardinals versus Texans. Uh, Cardinals got Kyler Murray back, so at this point, it's no guarantee for any team going against the Cardinals, but C.J. Stroud has been red hot. Make sure to listen under the lights for our thoughts on Stroud. MVP favorite, potentially, at some point. So, Carlin, does C.J. Stroud continue his momentum? Or- he does. Absolutely. Okay. Give me the Texans to win this game. I think the Cardinals are still a good team. Kyle Murray is going to make this a lot more competitive, though. I will say that. I agree with you 100%. I will say that the Texans lost to the Panthers this season, so they have lost to bad teams, but I think Stroud has been on fire since. I don't see him losing to the Cardinals here. I got the Texans winning. Buccaneers versus 49ers. Niners got back on track after a dominating win over Jacksonville. I think they're right back up there, potentially in the top five. So we will see if they continue their momentum against the Buccaneers, who can definitely put up a good fight. Carlin, who do you got winning? I got San Fran. Let's be honest, Brock Purdy is back. I think plowing that corn help. CMC is going to get another touchdown. Those Niner fans are ruthless. Give me San Fran. 
Not sure Brock Purdy is back. I think he's got to prove it more. He was on a bad streak. We'll see if he can continue a good streak. He's back to being a little bit better. Let's put it that way. Yeah, He's not bad anymore, but he's working his way back up. But I got, I'm with you here. I got the 49ers winning this game. I don't see Tampa winning. Tampa hasn't been able to really win a big game yet. But Jets versus Bills. Oh, my goodness. It's really just the battle of two underwhelming teams. Jets have a very good defense, but that offense, you never know each week with that offense, whether they will do terrible or do enough to win. The Bills... They did fire Ken Dorsey. Maybe that does enough to help them win with the offense. This is a hard game to predict. Will they split the series or will Jets beat the Bills twice this season? Carlin, who do you got? I got the Bills. I don't think the Jets are gonna I don't think the Bills are gonna lose a game after that uh horrible loss against the Broncos. I think the Bills still own the Jets. I think the Bills are winning. Though both okay. teams are five and five or in the Jets case four or five. So also Squeaker says hello, apparently. I've heard Squeaker a little bit this episode, so I will say that. <laughs> but uh I'm gonna take the Bills here. I, I see them splitting the Jets and Bills. I see them splitting, so I'm gonna take the Bills here. I think they do just enough to win. I just can't see them losing again. They have a tough schedule, but I would not be surprised if the Jets won this game. Seahawks versus Rams. Now, week one, the Rams beat the Seahawks in dominating fashion, and that was without Puka Nakua. Or not, that was not without Puka Nakua. That was without Cooper Cup in the game. And the teams aren't that much different now. So, Carlin, who's winning this one? Yeah, I got the Seahawks winning this game. I think the Seahawks are going to be a much better team. Matthew Stafford is possibly rumored to return this week. But Geno Smith's hot, and I love that way. So give me Seattle Seahawks. Call me crazy. Now, unless Stafford doesn't play this week, then I will change my pick to the Seahawks. But I'm going to take the Rams here. I think they have a sweep over the Seahawks. I, I think it could happen. I think Puka Nakua and or Cooper Cup will have a great week. So a little upset, maybe. Give me the Rams. Sunday night football, though. I would say this is a more exciting matchup than Jets-Raiders, but the Vikings, who may have Justin Jefferson back this week, is a possibility, but it's not certain. Jefferson might be back here against the Denver Broncos, who have recently beaten the Chiefs and the Bills. So both teams are kind of hot right now, the Vikings and Broncos. This game is in Denver, and obviously that has some advantages with a high altitude, but Carlin... Who is winning this? Josh Dobbs is going to show up on Sunday night primetime, and I'm all for it. Give me Minnesota to win this game without Justin Jefferson. Okay. I'm hoping Jefferson is back for my fantasy team. I could really – I know. I know you're going against him potentially, but I'm going to take the Vikings here too. I think even without Addison – or not Addison. Without Jefferson – I'm sorry. I was thinking of Addison for a second. But without Jefferson, I still think they could win. Uh, I, I think Josh Dobbs win the, wins this game. It'll be close, but I have, jo- I have Josh Dobbs being the hero once again in prime time. So very excited. Monday night football, though, ladies and gentlemen, the Super Bowl rematch. I can't believe we're getting it on prime time, too. Knowing the NFL, they would have put this at 425 or something, but they are putting this prime time. Eagles versus Chiefs. 
at Arrowhead. The Chiefs beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl in slightly controversial a fashion with the hold on Juju Smith-Schuster, but the Chiefs legitimately won, in my opinion, that, though that play could be debated. Chiefs, Eagles, you could easily say they are the two best teams in the league right now. You could say the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, Eagles are the best team in the NFC. So this is a true juggernaut matchup here. Taylor Swift might be in attendance, potentially. I mean, both Kelsey brothers are there, so it's a little family affair here. Donna Kelsey will probably be here. The Chiefs are undefeated with Taylor Swift in attendance. So take that into consideration if she does show up. They were recently together in Argentina. But this is a tough game to predict here. Carlin, who do you got winning? I love how you talked about Taylor Swift a little bit more than I thought. She was recently in Argentina. Travis was there. Donna Kelsey. I yeah, Taylor Swift. Up this game. <laughs> Tyler T- Tyler Swift has yet what? to see Travis Kelsey lose. I hope yeah. uh, Jason Kelsey's uh, family goes to uh, Kansas City. I'm assuming they will, just because it's family out there and stuff. I would assume they would for a game. You know uh, what's his uh, what's her name? What's uh, Jason's wife's name? I have no clue. <laughs> oh, I'm fumbling off the top of my head. Kylie. Kylie, hopefully, will meet Taylor Swift. The kids will meet Taylor Swift. I don't know. I just think it's cool. I watched the documentary. Point is, Taylor's going to watch her boyfriend lose for the first time ever. Give me the Eagles to march into Arrowhead and win. I think they're finally going to get the win they deserve. I think the Chiefs have a good defense, way better than last year. I know Wild Rise of the Chiefs didn't have a good defense, but they do have a good defense. I just don't know ball, apparently. I think the Eagles are going to stun him. I really do. I just Mahomes has no weapons. He doesn't. And I, maybe that bye week helps. We'll see. But the Eagles can stop Travis Kelsey. The Eagles will win this game. Give me Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I switched my pick. Uh, the whole week, I was thinking the Eagles would win. Whole week. But now, even without the Taylor Swift stuff, I'm not even going to incorporate that. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. First off, it's an arrowhead. That makes it a whole lot tougher, in my opinion. The Chiefs the Chiefs' defense has been very good this season. Honestly, I think it's been better than the Eagles. And you look at the Super Bowl. The Eagles had their incredible defensive line. The Chiefs' offensive line shut them down. And now I know it's slightly different, but I honestly think that could happen again. And I think Travis Kelsey can do enough. I think... Guys like Rasheed Rice can do enough. I this is gonna be a close game. This really is. It's gonna I'm gonna be watching the whole thing. We might be watching together at that point, but I got the Chiefs winning. I I just I could see it happening. I think the Eagles offense, aside from that tush push and AJ Brown being as good as he's been, I don't know if they can do enough. They just haven't been the same Eagles offense. Since the Super Bowl, I mean, they don't have Shane Steichen anymore as the coordinator. I just don't know if this Eagles offense is going to be able to do enough in this matchup. So I am going to take the Chiefs here in prime time, but that is going to do it. But Carlin, you have something you wanted to say throughout the episode. Yeah. So, so here's yours. the reason. Here's the reason why all these pictures. This, like I said, it's storybook writing. If the Steelers become the number one team in the AFC. And all my picks basically let this happen. 
So with that being said, unless it's the Dolphins Raiders game, but I think the Steelers have the Dolphins beat because we have the what's it called? Um, we have the division game. I think the Steelers are going to become the number one team in the AFC, and it's going to stun the world. I really do. I hope it does. I might be completely wrong, and we'll laugh about this next week, and John will laugh at me. But come on. It's going to be funny if it happens. I think everyone will admit it, and a lot of people are going to be mad because there's no team reason why this team should be that way. But that's why. And I also do believe that the Jacks haven't been playing well. Titans could honestly beat them. Bengals, Ravens, you know, AFC North matchup. Uh, Eagles, Chiefs, eh, toss-up here and there. We'll see. Um, there's one other game I'm pretty sure. No, I think that's it. But, yeah, that lets it all happen. So we will see. Wait, so let me get this straight. You just said that the Steelers will be the number one seed in the AFC. Yes. If so all will- these... If all of these picks happen, according to this TikTok I saw, and I actually believe it, I'm pretty sure if the math adds up, because the Steelers mm-hmm. haven't lost to a divisional opponent yet. So you think they're going to sweep against the Bengals, sweep against the Browns? No, 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 no. Just this, no, 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 no. Just this week. I'm saying just this week uh, they're going to be the number oh, one team. There's oh, no okay. way this team's going to be number one at the end of the season. If they are, I think. Someone has to go get me a doctor because there's no way this is happening. But I'm just saying honestly, this week. That could. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking your math right now. So the Ravens would have to lose. The Ravens would yes. have to lose. The Chiefs would have to lose. And the Browns or the Browns play the Steelers. The Browns, Browns. Yeah. So the Steelers would win. Um, yeah. Jacksonville. Jacksonville loses. <laughs> Can you? Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh my god! You're right. You you you're right. Oh my god! The Steelers and that's why I could. picked them. Oh my god! The Pittsburgh. If that happened, well, that that could happen. Oh my god! The hardest if one is Tennessee Jacksonville. My opinion. Yeah, Tennessee, Jacksonville could ruin it. Um, the uh, yeah, Chief, Eagles could beat the Chiefs. I think the Bengals could ruin it too against the uh, Ravens. Ravens. Yep. I think that could also happen. But oh, my, you know what? If that even happens, I don't even care what happens the rest of this season. <laughs> the Steelers could say they had the number one seed just at some point in the season over teams like the Chiefs. I don't know. I would screenshot that and poster it. Just them well, at the top. And then you think, like, even it's halfway, it's over halfway through the season. This isn't like week two, where we're 2-0. and Yeah. It is just crazy with the Steelers right now, how they're even like, <laughs> I don't, I mean, they beat, they've beaten the Browns. They've beaten the Ravens this season. Like, they have these wins. They have these terrible losses, too, like against Jacksonville, Texas, and uh, San Francisco. They have six wins. I don't get it. I don't get it with the Steelers. I really don't. I mean, you are right. I thought at first you were talking about, like, at the end of the no. year. But that this makes just sense. this week. Just this week. I'm going to have to watch that TikTok after this. 
They so, could hold up too, two and zero. That's crazy, man. Top of that, the honestly, that's probably the best way to end this episode, just with that thought that it could happen. If it I'm happens, not lie. next week's episode's gonna probably be one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. I think we should just be obnoxious for the Steelers at that oh, the point. the whole time, yeah. The whole, the whole time, time, just how the Chiefs suck. <laughs> the Steelers are better than the Chiefs. Sideline Matt Canada, 3-0, and best coordinator. Oh, my God. We will have a field day. You know what? That honestly might make me change my picks just for that reality <laughs> <No>. to happen. <laughs> I don't even know. I would I – would, I literally picked all my picks – for it to be the opposite of that right now so maybe after this episode i'll go through it and i will reconsider some but oh my god that could happen but i say we end it with that that's a perfect way to end it so thank you all for listening to this episode this week in the nfl week 10 edition Tomorrow on Thursday, our college football week 12 preview will drop. We are getting closer and closer to the conference championships and very soon the college football playoffs. If you want to hear our thoughts on the college football playoffs right now, listen to Under the Lights from yesterday because we have a nice discussion about the college football playoffs and who we think could enter them. So make sure to listen to tomorrow and go back to Under the Lights for college football talk and Carlin's baseball episode world series could drop this week as well potentially on friday so stay tuned for that we will not confirm that yet 100 percent, but that might also drop this week but that will be it for this week on inside the yeah. dome and you got something if it doesn't drop this week there probably will no be episode i'm sad yeah. to say we're just getting super busy that's why it's been so delayed yeah um and thanksgiving and- break is starting to, so we wouldn't yeah. even cram it in that week. I was texting my, I was texting my buddy. And he goes, "You don't want to do the World Series uh, opening day preview." And I was like, "That'd be awesome." <laughs> Man, I mean, if it's you and me, Carlin, you're gonna be just controlling that whole episode. <laughs> I will be sitting we'll there. See. We'll see. But, but John and I got to go watch the top four teams reveal for the college football playoffs. So make sure. You go subscribe everywhere. Thank you for listening. And John, take us out. Yes, take us out. Um, make sure, as always, to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, slash X, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. You can find all those all those, and all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you're an Apple Podcast or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, fun week in the NFL. Next week is going to be absolutely crazy. If the Steelers are the number one seed, I can't wait for it. With Carlin Jacob, I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.